0: It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Well, happy Monday, everyone. Waking up to a cold start this morning, mostly in the 20s, and we'll only warm up into the 40s and low 50s this afternoon under a mix of sun and clouds. Heading into Tuesday morning, temperatures generally into the upper 20s and lower 30s. And that's when we could see some wintry precipitation, especially along and west of the Blue Ridge. Tuesday morning, just turning to a cold rain by the afternoon.
1: Currently 26 degrees in Lynchburg, 27 in Bedford, 29 in Roanoke and Salem, 28 in Danville, 28 in Amherst, 27 in Appomattox.
0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
1: Of course, you got a lot of uh, Gen Z out there thinking that they're doing the noble work of drawing attention to climate change, and that they can do no wrong. Now you've got climate uh, activists and conser- uh, conservationists coming out going, you are not helping. None of this that you're doing is helping. Defacing artwork, shutting down freeways, pouring milk on the floor is simply annoying, privileged protest. It doesn't inspire anybody to take action against climate change. If anything, it probably puts a bad taste in their mouth. Activists are trying to deface property and artwork specifically for the shock value, of course. The executive vice president of the American Conservation Coalition said that the tactics they're focusing on to spark conversation, whatever that means isn't helping the environment in any tangible way. She said, I saw a video of them throwing soup on a Van Gogh. I immediately cringed. Van Gogh. It was... Lord, deliver me. It was painful to see, and perhaps that's what they were going for. Climate protesters this year have targeted Van Gogh, Claude Monet, Leonardo da Vinci... Two climate protesters tossed tomato soup on the Van Gogh painting. Two others plastered potato on a Monet piece. Another threw cake at the Mona Lisa. Protesters have also poured onto freeways to stop traffic in the name of cutting fossil fuel and poured out uh, milk onto floors of stores to fight for environmental justice. Now, most of these kids just look like spoiled brats. I mean, the the two who tried to I- impact the or destroy the Vincent Van Gogh look like just a couple of very unattractive uh, bratty teenagers. So they're begging them to stop using these tactics. You cannot simply annoy people into agreeing with you. There's a lot of people that could learn that lesson, and certainly not throwing mashed potatoes or glue. Or dumping milk in a grocery store is going to convince people you're in the right position. Timing and context are essential when it comes to effective activism. And this is what we're seeing all over. I mean, we even see it. My my son got into it with uh with a coworker who really gets on these rants only when it's not inconveniencing her. She'll be very preachy unless it's while she's talking on her iPhone and you know drinking her Starbucks talking about how horrible I feel like capitalism these people is. could
2: do like literally like 10% of research to realize like what there are actual causes out there like agree if we agree with them or not that are actually doing like true efforts to right. make their changes known like organizations how do,
1: how do you think pouring out milk in an aisle ...is accomplishing literally anything.
2: All it's doing is wasting money for the store owner who, like, well, or that's Or it.
1: people who need the, the I mean, yeah. you're, wa- you're literally, there are people all over the world who need food. That could, yeah. that milk you're pouring out could keep people from dying. Yeah. And you're just wasting it. It's, and they're it, also going to be, with the artwork, pretty soon we're not going to be able to look at artwork up close anymore because of have, these idiots. Yeah. We'll be looking at it through plexiglass, and, and it's I'm, just I'm work, so. <laughs> You're a piece of work. There's, there's no more doubt like of, it. No doubt about that. I, I
2: I just looked up, and I am barely in this group. I'm the year. 1997 is when Gen Z starts. hmm I, I, I mean, dang it, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: At least I'm good. I,
1: I balance it out. So, so, what are you upset about? That I'm
2: barely in Gen Z. Oh, okay. So I have to be associated, like I'm technically associated with these people. Right. So, hmm.
1: Well, I don't know. All I know is for at least my kids, they're done with all of this. And the reason I know that they're done is because they're done with Rain Wilson and they love Rain Wilson, they love The Office. They love everything he does. They think he's, you know, hilarious, just super hilarious, really cool. And this whole thing where Rain Wilson is changing his name to Rain Firestorm, you know, whatever. Yeah, Firestarter Hurricane is just the dumbest thing they've ever heard of. And to which I said, who knew that Dwight was, you know, typecasting? Apparently um, it was. I'm,
2: I'm going to change my name to Frederick Fire Rob Manfred Lyle because that's what I want most in this world is Rob Manfred not to have a job as the commissioner of Major League Baseball for ruining the game I love. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to take the, a page out of this book and see if it works.
1: You know what I heard? Ruining the game I love. Okay, I, know, I have no idea. I'm what just going to compare
2: this. So like your feelings towards Joe Biden, okay, are the same feelings I have towards Rob Manfred.
1: Okay, all right.
2: incompetent all right not capable to do his job
1: fair enough i did think of i did think of uh well you and mark lamb yesterday as a matter of fact i sent this to him i have a friend in tennessee who has put up their christmas tree and it says when you can't decide between a star or an angel so you choose both and she's got a picture of dale earnhardt on top of her tree (laughs) (laughs) she's she is a quirky little thing No doubt about that. We're going to go to break here in just a little bit. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Marco Galbraith as the topics today certainly call for a a Marco input for sure. Um, How do we protect ourselves when the whole world just seems to be going crazy? Even in our immediate area, we had stabbings, we had shootings in areas that people thought of as being extremely safe. Not an area where you would think you would need to be utilizing situational awareness or uh, where you would have to work on de-escalating situations. And yet, that is exactly what was going on this weekend uh, in Windhurst in Lynchburg. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then, of course, we also have the story out of UVA, which was just insane. So we'll take a look at all of that this morning. Uh, Welcome to Monday. Make sure you bundle up because it's pretty chilly. We're in the 20s this morning. We'll be back.
0: The Morning Jam
1: Good Monday morning, everybody. I'm Janet Rose, and you know what? A little respect can go a long way, and we've got a a guest on the line now that I do respect a lot. Marco Galbraith joining us from T4 Tactics. Good morning, sir.
3: When you said that, I didn't think you were going to go to me. (laughs) <laughs> well, when you said I respect this guy. Wait, wait a minute. She's not talking to her. I'm not I must not be going on now. Well,
1: you've been, <laughs> you've been very good today. Uh of course I this is the first time I've talked to you, so there's a little bit of that going on. Uh no, the right. reason I wanted to play that song is because a little respect can go a long way, can it?
3: It really can, and that's what de-escalation is all about. De-escalation techniques when we when we find ourselves in a problem or a confrontation, yeah. respect, mm-hmm. and that's the that's what we want to do. Is we want to, you know, we got to tuck our ego, we got to control the testosterone, and we got to respect people and start de-escalating it so we can go home at night with our own blood in our body and right. put our head on our own pillow. It's it's all about survival. It, it, it is. It's, it's okay to to walk when the time is appropriate. It's okay to walk away from a fight. It's perfectly all right.
1: And here's the thing, um, when we talk about giving respect, sometimes when you're trying to de-escalate something, you're giving respect to somebody who doesn't necessarily deserve it.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think one of the things we're seeing with the criminal justice system now is the the bad guys don't fear the police, the criminal justice system, or their victims anymore. And so we've got to change that on so many different levels that... Mm-hmm. That they've got to understand that there's consequences for what they do, but that's that fine line of figuring out: do I de-escalate, tuck my tail and run, or am I in a situation where I'm going to have to fight? Because sometimes the bad guy is, you know, sometimes they're not going to de-escalate; they won't let you. It's right. they're, you know, they're they're hell bent on fighting or uh, or uh, or attacking. And that was like the situation
1: with the uh, with the woman in Chicago, who's. Um, who, who was attacked in her own building? I mean, she. Right. She. Did you see that video? Uh,
3: I haven't it, seen that one okay. yet. Okay.
1: Well, basically, and, and I'm I'm watching that going. Marco would be just completely cringing. And I'm sure this yeah. lady thought she was safe. There was a keypad. You couldn't get into the building without a keypad. But when she she hit the keypad, she swung that door open wide, and it was slow to close. So she yep. steps in. She's not paying attention to anybody that's behind her. She goes over to check her mail. Well, that door's closing so slowly that that guy slips in right behind her. She has no clue. Uh,
3: yeah, not not good.
1: And that's why we're talking about situational awareness. We had two incidents occur this weekend in Windhurst. One at a very busy restaurant on a Friday night, and then another in the afternoon on Sunday uh, a stabbing between two girls.
3: Yeah. I, I think the stabbing last night sounded like it was domestic, uh but for still, sure. Um yeah, from what I heard it was across the face, the neck, and the legs. Yikes. Um and so that that sounds like a targeted uh attack. You know, are they going after an artery? Is it you know, is it mm-hmm. attempted murder or I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. But when you hear face, neck and then leg, uh yeah, it makes why you wonder. did that yeah, why did they target those those very vulnerable areas um, of the body? Right, and right. then, uh, of course, the Iron and Ale was a uh, was an absolutely horrible horrible event. It and, was,
1: and and there were of course there were a lot of restaurants in that area too that had to go right. on shutdown.
3: Right. Yeah, I'm glad they caught him, but you know we.
1: But he was free for caught, 24 hours.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He. He was, um, and he, he, he's got a criminal history, so he knows what to do. He's, he's prepared, you mm-hmm. know, just like we have to be prepared against the bad guy. He's prepared against the police, and he's prepared against uh, the good guys, because that's, that's his lifestyle. And so we've got to alter that lifestyle. What we have to remember is we don't want to get into a normalcy bias. Um, I'm sure Iron and Ale or an establishment anywhere that serves alcohol is pretty used to dealing with people that are unruly and intoxicated. Right. But we have to to remember that each individual and each incident of somebody being unruly is very unique. And we have to, first of all, work on de-escalation techniques. And then once you become involved in a confrontation with somebody, you had better watch their body movements, body language, and hands. You have to watch the hands. Right. Right. well, it, well you know, one of the things. I, I, go ahead. I don't want to. I don't want to armchair quarterback, uh, iron and ale. But um, again, watch the hands. It's hard for somebody to access a weapon if you concentrate on their shoulder movements, their eye movements. Bad guys always send out pre-attack indicators before they're going to draw the gun, before they do the robbery, before they do the attack. Humans send out pre-attack indicators, and if we learn. What those pre attack indicators are, that's where we start removing ourselves from that situation, start backing up or grab this guy as he's going for that firearm. Right. Again, not commenting on the particular or, uh, iron and ale incident, but other incidents, you know, where people have drawn knives or mm-hmm. uh, weapons or guns, you've got to watch those hands. And like I said, when you're involved in an altercation with somebody, you've got to change mode to, watch that body language, watch the movement, because they're going to project what they're getting ready to do.
1: And, and let, me, let me ask you this. Um, is it just me, or are we seeing more attacks with uh, knives and, and other things other than guns? Am I, is it just me? Am I making that up?
3: Or are we seeing more of those? We're seeing them, but the media is not putting out half of the knife attack because that doesn't fit the agenda of gun control. But we're we're actually experiencing a lot of knife attacks. Knives are more accepted to get in and out of places. They're more readily available, and they're more common sitting around. You know, places where you eat, and you can carry them in your pocket—a a pocket knife or a buck knife. Uh, so yeah, we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of those uh, because of of uh, gun restrictions and felons can't have guns. Of course, that doesn't ever stop them. Right. Um, but, but yeah, there are. we're seeing a lot of knife attacks mm-hmm. So Where there's a will, there's a way This is
1: right it, it, Evil doesn't stop just because Somebody right. doesn't have a gun uh, One of the yeah. things I wanted to make sure That we went over this morning In light of the things that happened in Windhurst Was when people go out To eat at a restaurant What are the things that you need To absolutely be aware of When you go out to eat In, in a restaurant uh, or when you go out to the mall, people are going to be shopping yeah. a lot for Christmas. What are just some of the basics?
3: you you got to know, the first thing you have to know is you've got to know your exits. Go inside, look at the exits. Do, do the bathroom doors lock? Can that be an area of refuge? Where's the kitchen? Um, Virginia Code requires kitchens to have exits. So we know that if I can get to the kitchen, that's another exit to get in and out of the building. Fire exits. Um, a lot of people get locked into... The only exit to get out of this building in an emergency is the way I came in. And so many people run to the way they came in. Mm-hmm. But there's tons of other exits. But we have to watch things. For instance, let's, let's go back to Iron and Ale and not talking about that particular incident. But if you're in an establishment and you see management or a bouncer starting to have an altercation with somebody, that's where you need to pay attention to that. Maybe you should start moving towards the exit, right. or maybe you should start bringing up your defensive tactics or awareness. Because if it goes bad like it did, mm-hmm. what's to say that this guy, this guy this this loser who shot uh, Tyler? What's to say he doesn't barricade himself and start shooting other people? Right. So, so that's the thing. The same thing with this UVA shooting. I don't have any information. I don't know if it was an active shooter or just a, uh, a disagreement, but. I would imagine that, that if it was a disagreement or an argument in that parking garage, it started going bad. Right. When it starts going bad, back up and get out of there. Um, and, and a lot of times people will just sit and watch or they'll get out their phone. Oh, and they yeah. That's it. the
1: one that drives no. me crazy. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. No, this is the time to recognize, look, something's going bad. Let's get my family and let's start moving out of the exit. And, and if nothing happens, you come back in, you finish eating but mm-hmm. if something does happen you're way ahead of the ball game so we have to know our surroundings that that when something really goes sideways the time to know your exit has since passed right. that time is that time is gone you're going to have tunnel vision audio exclusion so now you're not going to see the exit and you're not going to hear people yelling to you to go to the exit because your body is throwing you at 200 beats a minute mm-hmm. you're getting you're getting really really goofy Right. And so exactly. you're going to lose a lot of your cognitive thinking. And and if you don't have a plan, you're not going to think of it at 200 beats per minute. That time mm-hmm. has passed. Right. And we got to remember also that people are not going to perform how they think they're going to perform. I, I hear concealed carry people all the time. Well, I'd stand up and take that guy out. Yeah. You probably won't. Yeah. You're probably going you're probably going to freeze. And nor unless and nor should trained, you necessarily. That's right. That's right. And yeah. unless you've trained extensively, you're probably not going to meet your
4: expectations
1: right well about a a minute left one of the things I thought uh, I I was really impressed by this weekend is you had somebody step up and actually gave some uh, sponsorships for your situational awareness classes this is a class that everybody should take Um, and tell us uh, you know how people can find out more if they want to take those classes and maybe there's some businesses out there that would like to do some sponsorships for that
3: yeah, I've got two businesses now that are stepping up. I don't want to announce them now because we're still in the planning right. stage, but I've got two businesses that have, that are stepping up to pay for people to take this situational awareness class. Yeah, I think I'm going to run it. I was didn't have plan. I think I'm going to run it Wednesday and Thursday evening,
5: mm-hmm.
3: um, but it's going to be free, and yeah. you can't beat that. I'll, I'll make yeah. up the difference to make it free, but – responding to what happens in our area I always like to do something free for people that can't afford personal safety right let's make something for free so I think if you if they watch my social media pages I think Wednesday and Thursday um, we're gonna do a, at night 6 p.m. to 8 30 p.m. we're probably gonna do two free situation awareness classes two and a half hours Fantastic! it's an eye-opener and we're gonna talk about what we're talking about today
1: great it's uh, it's T the number uh, T the letter t the number four tactics.com we'll put something up on our uh, facebook page marco thanks for joining us appreciate it
3: thanks you guys have a good day thanks
0: it's time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 Well, happy Monday, everyone waking up to a cold start this morning, mostly in the 20s and we will only warm up into the 40s and low 50s this afternoon under a mix of sun and clouds heading into Tuesday morning temperatures generally into the upper 20s and lower 30s. And that's when we could see some wintry precipitation, especially along and west of the Blue Ridge Tuesday morning, just turning to a cold rain by the afternoon.
1: And currently, temperatures are chilly this morning. We have uh, 28 degrees in Danville, 29 in Salem and Roanoke, 28 in Bedford, 28 in Lynchburg, uh, 28 in Appomattox, and uh, I mean, it's just kind of cold everywhere. And the rain tomorrow makes you wonder, is it going to be rain or is it going to be something a little more than rain? It might be. might be a little bit of snow in the forecast earlier. Uh, well, the comedic world lost uh, 76-year-old Gallagher. Of course, he was famous for smashing watermelons, and uh, his show was was pretty crazy. He came to this area quite a bit, um, and you always knew there was a problem when they would start out by giving you a, a raincoat when you came in. Um, he apparently died of organ failure, had been ill for some time, and it had had uh, several heart attacks, um, he he was there were some people that didn't appreciate him, but he was a lot of fun and he got his start in the sixties. Uh he was actually the road manager for comedian Jim Stafford and then decided to kind of go out on his own, was on the Johnny Carson show. He was very popular in the eighties, known for his trademark Sledge O Matic. So uh the eighties kids are mourning the loss of uh of gallagher for sure this morning we've got a uh, caller on line one good morning alan how are you
4: oh uh, not too bad i mean this weekend was pretty bad i guess and i i apologize to you for that Satan club thing i maybe i didn't take that as serious as i should well
1: no I'm, i mean you're I'm perfectly welcome to your uh, opinion on all that i mean
4: well no i mean a culture thing i see the culture thing is getting really bad. I mean, just the culture we have, <laughs> and I, I don't like restaurants having alcohol. Like Cracker Barrel just went to it. I, yeah. I think they're talking about Taco Bell doing it and everything. Taco a Bell never had it. Yeah. How um, is Taco Bell going to have booze? I well, they're talking about well, doing it having you're like, probably l- right. margaritas and stuff. But I. Uh, I'm just sad by the culture, the the cheating by the Democrats out in Arizona and Nevada, and I know everybody's gonna call me crazy, but I'm hoping that Nancy Pelosi takes back over because we need to see, and they're going to cheat for them uh, last few House seats. Why are we taking weeks and weeks to get this election over? And I wanted to and how I don't did know we if get to that. that
1: you know, how do we get well, to the point where I, it takes that long?
4: I know that's what I'm saying, but that uh, ad that Ron DeSantos put out—I think I sent it to—I sent it to my brother this weekend. He's—he's he's a big DeSantos supporter, and he told, he sent me a text back after he saw it. And he said, "I just can't vote for that man." <laughs> after that, it's kind of—it's <clears throat> pretty rough. And so, so what's you know, rough about it?
1: I haven't—I haven't been able to watch well, it again.
4: I'll pull well, it up he just here says play that God, God chose me and he's got like a voice from God coming and it's that's the reason Trump called him sanctimonious the other day was because of that ad and it is it is kind of sanctimonious if you watch it, but it's I don't know why DeSantos did that ad. But it's it's really bad. All right, I'll have to play that on there. The, well, and then you got the FTX uh, crypto scandal. Where the Democrats send our tax money over to Ukraine, like forty million or forty billion or something, and then the guy at FTX crypto got it and sent it back to Democrats over here. Of course, he ran away with the money this weekend, and that's a huge story on Twitter. Uh, The regular news media is not picking it up for some reason, but well, I know why they're not picking it up, but right. The guy, the guy ran off to the Bahamas or something with the money. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably so. Probably but, so. Uh, anyway, it's uh, I just I feel bad for this country. I I feel like if Nancy Pelosi takes back over as speaker, maybe people will wake up and start questioning why the elections are taking so long and why these ballots. I mean, well, they never Nevada, had before. Got, well, I mean, the Nevada guy was way up the Senate senator. He was way up, and then Mitch McConnell didn't give any money to the Arizona candidate at all—none, none—and hmm. that guy almost won with two hundred thousand dollars. That's all he had. So, I—I'm just beyond our culture, and I just—I think everybody needs to get back to God. That's what I think. But,
1: well, I don't you know. disagree with that. That's for sure.
4: Thanks, Janet. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank
1: you for calling in. All right. So apparently. There are Taco Bell cantinas and they sell booze there. Yeah, there's one in uh I think California like well, apparently they're like, all over. Right on the beach. Okay. Uh, there's like you can look up a map and there they have cantinas. And a lot of Taco Bells are ditching their drive-thrus, it says. These are things I did not know. All right. Well, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to listen to the uh the DeSantis ad to to see what that's about because I haven't heard that ad. So when we come back from from break, I'll pull that up and and listen to it. Um, I think it's interesting when you you hear people talk about getting bent out of shape because he says he was sent sent from God. When there were you know there were people who said that about Trump too that you know he was sent from God to. Some thought he was sent by from other people. I don't know. <laughs> and if you think about it just
2: from a demographics point of view, the Republican base is a evangelical, like playing to the evangelicals helps the Republican base. So you're you're kind of doing that with your phrasing, which they might like or might not. But that's kind of, I guess, the philosophy well, behind it.
1: I, I don't think Jesus should ever be used as a marketing tool. That's my personal Yeah, opinion. it's
2: not. To me, I feel like it's. But it it's is, very cocky.
1: It's used a lot. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll have to listen to the commercial and and decide decide for ourselves. But um, I mean, there's no doubt that Trump feels threatened by DeSantis. He clearly feels threatened by um, by Youngkin as well, mm-hmm. because he was doing some things, uh, you know, attacking Youngkin uh, this weekend. Now he's supposed to be making his announcement tomorrow. Yeah,
2: he's he he's running right. <laughs> You, I'm like ninety five percent sure he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he probably is. I guess the question is going to be, will he actually end up being on the ballot? I don't know. I think he wins the nomination. I don't you, know. If you, do you really think he will? Yeah, because it... with the results of the midterm, with the way his candidates did, yeah, I'm not convinced.
2: I. Understand here's the, the problem is you look at a primary, the base still loves him, like the main Republican base, and I think they're gonna be enough for him to win it.
1: I don't know, maybe it might be uh, so
2: here's the thing, like after what twenty sixteen him winning it then, and mm. everything that like could have happened that typically derails someone, I just believe he's gonna
1: he's gonna win it again, okay. All right, um, here is that DeSantos ad. Let's see.
3: And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a protector. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, kiss his family goodbye, travel thousands of miles for no other reason than to serve the people to save their jobs their livelihoods their liberty their happiness so god made a fighter god said i need someone to be strong advocate truth in the midst of hysteria someone who challenges conventional wisdom and isn't afraid to defend what he knows to be right and just so god made a fighter
1: i can tell you right now i absolutely love this ad i love it i think it's fantastic and this is why because this is a take on paul harvey's so god made a farmer that's what this is a take on take a take a listen
4: and on the eighth day god looked down on his planned paradise and said i need a caretaker so god made a farmer God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer.
1: Yeah, that's what that's based on. That's not being Santamonius. That is him giving a nod to one of the greatest broadcasters ever, Paul Harvey, and a, a wonderful piece that he wrote, So God Made a Farmer. That's exactly what that was. We've got another caller on the line. Let's go to the line. Good morning. You're on the morning jam.
5: Hi, Janet. This is uh, Jack again. Hi, um, Jack. Just, uh, just like, Hi, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Um, just wanted to touch base. Oh, good. I just wanted to touch base on uh, what you guys were just talking about with Trump, uh, kind of firing shots across the bow, and you know, it, it does sound demeaning and all that. And I I don't know the exact take on it for sure, but sometimes it's like a uh, it's kind of a pretext. You're kind of setting up, uh, you know, these sub battles, but Besides all this, what I was thinking about the whole trump the Santos run and who should run who should not, how about we just let them declare their campaigns, mm-hmm. then they have primaries, yeah. and then whoever is selected in the primary to run in the general, then the other candidates come in that lost and say, I'm fully backing the other candidate, whoever that is, monetarily, right. Uh, with my vote, with my campaigning, with everything I've got, right, and whoever does not do that, say like a Liz Cheney or a McConnell or some of these Mick Republicans, right, whoever does not, then you know who the traitor is in the Republican Party, and that's all I'm going to say because I'm getting worked up. All right, thank you.
1: Well done, you. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. We'll be back. We're going to go to break. We'll be back here on the Morning Jam.
4: I need somebody with arms strong enough to wrestle a calf and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to call hogs, tame cantankerous machinery, come home hungry, have to wait lunch until his wife's done feeding visiting ladies, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God made a farmer.
0: The Morning jam.
1: Well, what do you get a woman who has everything? How about $100 million? Dolly Parton has been awarded the $100 million Courage and Civility Award by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. When people are in a position to help, you should help. And I've always tried to do that. Uh, and I think you try to do the same thing, Parton told billionaire Jeff Bezos as he awarded her the money. She uh, joins prior recipients, the inaugural winners of the award in 2021, the money doesn't have a designated cause yet. It needs to be uh, used toward uh, aside from general charity. Um, One of the recipients last year used his funds to help feed Ukrainians amid the war in Russia, although the other never specified what he would use the funds for. Uh, In March, he said the award gave him a 10-year window to disperse the funds Parton has yet to specify how she intends to donate her $100 million sum, but she is known for doing uh, good work. She always has since she's been successful. She's been very generous with the money that, uh, that she's made, for sure. We've been sharing this next story uh, a while, and we've been keeping up with it. Uh, the story of the employee who went on TikTok and talked about the, the problems with Dollar General, Uh, Dollar General stores popping up everywhere, particularly in rural areas. And uh, now the mother of the employee says the company forced her son to work for free. Well, that doesn't sound legal, does it? Um, The article was taken from a November sixth article published by the Daily Dot dot com, where someone says, uh, is quoted saying everybody's trying to hide how bad it is. The Dollar General employee says stores across the country are completely overwhelmed. Travis Bennett was the young man's name. He was showing the conditions inside the Dollar General. Now it would seem that he hadn't even shared everything. Um, Many times there's just one employee working the stores. The shop floors are buried in boxes, and they say the uh, complaints go unheard. Hashtag put in a ticket. That's what is the sarcastic reference to Dollar General Manager's methods. Uh, And now a related complaint has also gone viral. Uh, One of the reasons, and and this one is about uh, Costco, According to a November 4th article, mom claims Dollar General forced her son to work for free. This latest video exposes the company receiving substantial attention as it regards remaining in the store and working overtime for no extra pay. She says the Dollar General store where her son works uh, part-time required him to clock out earlier than he was allowed to leave. She said he was told management was concerned about employees hitting overtime. However, since she says he only works 15 hours a week, he's in no danger of doing that. This is not going to go away anytime soon. And if that is proven, then that's a big old lawsuit in the making.
2: Yeah, I would have just left. I'd have walked out and been like...
1: Well, but here's the thing. A lot of these, as I mentioned earlier... Are in very rural areas. Yeah, and there's not a lot of options, and so no. especially if they're young people,
2: they feel trapped.
1: Well they they just they just feel like they're lucky to have a job. It's something close by. Uh, maybe it's their first job. They're not really good at standing up for themselves. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that going on. I don't know. Um, NFL world is reacting to Tom Brady's retirement admission. Did you see that story? Uh, which Tom Brady announced his retirement. Of course, he said he was stepping away at the age of 44. Uh, his decision, not a final one, as yes, he came he out of retirement and played the 22 regular season. But this wasn't Brady's first serious retirement consideration. Uh, he revealed he nearly retired at the age of 27. He said... Uh, when he was 27, he almost retired because of elbow pain. Can you imagine if he had retired at 27? He wouldn't have been the greatest all I think he would only have three Super Bowls. He would only have a couple, it says, Yeah. compared to the seven.
2: Because he's 45, so right. quick math here. Yeah. 27 would be 18, so 2022 minus 18 is 2004 so he
1: actually would have i think three i don't know it's i'm just going by what the article said uh he one one guy said um i remember tom when he was 27 he needs to keep going i had friends there and everything and they were like um elbow pain dim kids another fan added you'd have two yeah that's, that's what the article he said had two uh, he won his third the next year, no five. It's good to know Josh Allen has another 20 years, I guess, one fan added. Uh, Brady, many say, would uh, has become a better athlete later in his career, honing his, his craft, one fan suggested. Uh, 45, he's still playing, nearly 20 years after he first considered retirement. Wow. So I had never heard that he had considered retiring at 27. Yeah, well... That would have been a big mistake.
2: Yeah, because he won <laughs> five more circles, right, exactly,
1: and went to
2: and went to eight more because he's he's at eleven.
1: Right. So interesting. Okay. So um, we did a, a story about the the safest places in Virginia and the the unsafest places and that type of thing. They just recently put out an article about uh, the states where. People are the least crazy and live the longest. <laughs> yes. Let's go there because of all the crazy that's out there. The morning jam live from... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or maybe, you know, where we don't want to be live from. The um, the least happy states are Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, West Virginia, Tennessee.
2: I was going to say all have... Um... Well, be Ole Miss has gotten better. I was gonna say like their football teams aren't that great, but See, Tennessee's, I love Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee's gotten better. Ole Miss is pretty good this year. They did just lose to Alabama, but Arkansas has been. Wasn't but the people real, are also
1: very. I, I, they LSU seem like is, a, bit, a very happy LSU's people. Pretty good this year, but yeah, the happiest states. The morning jam broadcasting live from Hawaii. I didn't love that Hawaii. Makes, that makes sense. I didn't love Hawaii. I couldn't live in Hawaii. I feel. I feel like yeah, it's too expensive. Well, it's expensive. It's very overrated. It's beautiful in places. And then you can, you know, go around the island and then it's completely trashed. Yeah, it's just, it, no. Number two uh, was Connecticut. Number three, Massachusetts. Number four, New Jersey. Number five, Minnesota.
2: I always thought I'd live All in right. Connecticut one day.
1: In Connecticut?
2: Well, yes, because my dream is to work for Was is still to work for ESPN and their headquarters is Bristol, Connecticut. So I always was like, I was like, I'm going to live in Connecticut one day.
1: Okay. I know. Talk about expensive. So it's expensive to live there too. So uh, they say it's not uncommon to struggle to feel happy from time to time, but there are lots of ways to boost your happiness. These range from getting more sleep to spending more time outdoors and consuming a more healthy balanced diet. Like you know, pickles, we still gotta get you on pickles, uh, as far as the small Not happen. the small city ratings uh, that did well, uh Lancaster, Pennsylvania, finished at the top, Carmel, Indiana, Fairlawn New Jersey, Lexington, Massachusetts, Brentwood, Tennessee, which is interesting since Tennessee was in the la- in the t- in the least interesting uh bottom five were bessemer, Alabama, Pine Bluff, <laughs> Arkansas. Fort Hood, Texas, West Memphis, Arkansas, and Alexandria, Louisiana. And now you know. Bill Trefero is on the way. He'll be telling you the latest headlines from the Roanoke News Desk for the South Side Roanoke and Lynchburg. We also have CBS at the top of the hour. Lots of stories they're keeping track of this morning.